It's all out, and I'm your host, Aja Smith. Okay, sorry, this week, guys, we're gonna get vulnerable as fuck this week um, because I feel like our generation has a really hard time with relationships, vulnerability, being our authentic selves, and showing and learning how to show up for others, um, and romantic love. I feel like it's hard for our generation truly, like, to connect with one another. Um, and you know, I'm not a fucking rocket scientist by any means. But if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's being my authentic self, it's being vulnerable, and I'm very passionate about relationships. So I'm going to share my little two cents this fucking week on that. It's not going to be, you might not be shitting your pants laughing, that's for sure. But, you know, it might be, you know, helpful, it might be a little bit entertaining, it might be a little bit... Um, whatever. Speaking of, I said this on my, um, all out Instagram story the other day, which again, if you guys want to give it a follow, you can all out Aja. It's, um, uh, a little fucking lame. Also leave a five-star review. You guys want to know something really quick. Um, before I even started this podcast, like I had only released a trailer and some spiteful fucking bitches left me several one-star reviews. Ew, with that dirty skank energy. Uh, who does that? You got to protect your peace, queen, because haters going to hate. Just kidding. You guys know those bitches who always act like they have haters. They're like, and the and the bitches are always going to be saying or looking at something and they have absolutely nobody saying shit about them. That's how I fucking sound right now. But somebody fucking did. And you know what? Fuck them because their pussy stank. My pussy rank or no, I think rank is back to my my pussy top rank tier whatever what the fuck ever we're gonna also do a you have eight sectors of life that you should you know periodically be checking in on and seeing where you're at and where you could improve on so we're gonna do a check-in together and I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys and then you guys can think about yourself and your life and where you could use some improvement but also first and foremost I'm gonna say this because And when I'm about to do this, I don't want people to sit here and be like, oh my God, let's talk about how good things are, how bad things are. But I will say this. One thing I've realized and one thing that I know is that people do not want to hear how good you're doing. A fucking stranger or somebody that I really even don't even know that well or even somebody that I maybe don't even like. If they told me that something was going really well for them or that they're doing good, I really did feel happy for them. And I really, I mean, I do because I know that it's like good things don't always come and it's hard to have good things happen in life because being a human and being in this world isn't easy. And I, I don't know. I always am like, oh my God, good. Unless it's like an ex-boyfriend that I hate, then I'm like, ew, I hope that you burn and die in a hole and you're the gnat, you smell like a rodent rat for the rest of your life. And that every time you try to have sex, your li- dick gets limp and you try to put it in, but it doesn't get hard. And then you almost come and then you never come. Um, unless, yeah, that's the only case that I don't want people to be... <laughs> happy but it's really an interesting concept for me that people they genuinely don't want to hear that you're doing good because they fucking hate themselves they hate their lives they feel like things aren't going well for them whatever so as we do this check-in and as you try to be as we go through this episode and we talk about vulnerability and being vulnerable with others it's a it's a fine line balance of being vulnerable, being safe with another person, feeling safe enough to share good news with people because, you know, 
even me, I'm going to come on here and say the, the hard things that I'm going through and then the good things that I'm going through. You know, people are really going to resonate with the bad things that I might say that I'm struggling with. And, you know, here, most of the people that listen to this are hotties. They're supporters. We fucking love each other. So you guys probably won't mind me saying, you know, things that I'm doing well with. But, you know, when you're you're going out and talking to other people, this is something you want to be mindful of. And, you know, I... I'm a lover. I don't understand hateful bitches, but you know, you got to live and you got to learn. Anyways, so let's do a little check-in. The the sectors that we're going to go through are your occupational wellness, social wellness, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, ow, intellectual wellness, intellectual wellness, physical wellness, emotional wellness, and financial wellness. And you know, you guys might be like, oh, this is so boring. <laughs> Personal growth isn't always the most entertaining fucking shit in the world. But it's good for your mind, body, soul, spirit, and pussy, okay? Okay. Occupational wellness. I'm unemployed. (laughs) Um, No, but shout out to um, the past version of myself that worked fucking round the clock so that I could just sit here on a fat stack of cash and be like, I'm enjoying life and staring at a tree for an hour and thinking every thought and questioning my life and where I want to be and where I want to go shout out to that bitch because you know what I was talking about this the other day about you know getting to know myself and that I've been feeling guilty or there's a sense of guilt of me not working right now because that's all I've ever done and I never got the chance to know myself on a deep level like I have the past five months and It's been really weird to also tell people like, yeah, I don't have a job and I'm not like super eager to work right now. Like I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too, and you know, it took a lot for me to get to that point because starting from age 15 to this past May, all I did was fucking work. Like even in high school, I know this is like so, like so like stomach bubbling kind of talk. But, um, you know, if it resonates with you, maybe some, maybe you can fucking relate. In high school, I would go to school and then right after school, like at three o'clock, I would go and do a, I played sports. So then I would practice for two to three hours. And then right after practice, I would drive and work my job until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I did that almost every fucking day. And I worked on the weekends and then I got to college and I did the same fucking thing. And with schoolwork and the jobs that I did, I was working like 60 to 80 hours a week. And like, shout out to the bitch that set me up so that I can do this. And I want to be able to, you know, look out for my future self as well. I've also decided, if you guys want to know, that I am doing a career change. Anybody that works in interior design is a fucking cunt. That's not true. But, you know, everybody that works in like a architectural interior design firm, they thrive on the idea that they just work their asses off and they work 60 to 80 hours a week. And it's just like part of the hustle culture. That's disgusting. I'm tired of this hustle culture. I'm not supportive of I'm like, obviously hustle, chase your dreams, get the bag. But don't get the bag if that means you don't get to know who you are as a person. The fuck? Like, don't chase the bag if that doesn't mean you don't get to stop, pause, and actually enjoy life. You know what I mean? Like, it's not worth it to work 60 to 80 hours a week for what? So that you can go on vacation once a year? So that you can buy a fucking expensive espresso machine? 
it's not worth it at that point. I want to slow down. I want to take walks when I want to take walks. I want to journal when I want to journal. I want to, you know, I want to live my life intuitively. And, you know, everybody views life differently and that's okay. But this whole like just work, 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 and then you can retire. It's like, I don't want to just work so much where I'm not living so that then one day I can potentially retire and actually live my life. That's the most bullshit idea that's ever been sold. And, you know, I think it's coming to an end and employers can get fucked in their fucking ass. And, you know, and as you know, it's interesting as I apply to jobs and I'm like talking to people, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like totally willing to work. And then they could come listen to this podcast and be like, we're not hiring you. And actually that fucking happened to me when I was in Arizona recording about like spirituality and like uh, work and stuff, I was like, fuck these motherfuckers who think I'm just gonna work my life away. And then like I had an interview and then I released that episode and they were like, oh, we're like, we're so, we're so looking to, hi-. I didn't want to work there anyways, but I just did it to do it. We're so lo- willing and wanting to hire you. Never heard from them again. <laughs> But I don't give a shit because that just means it's not right. Occupational wellness, though, I would say, I don't know. I'm like at a seven. I'm really trying to figure out what it is that I want to do and how I can make my dream life happen and problem solve that shit. And, you know, if you guys are in the same boat, like, I just spent all this time getting a degree that I no longer want to fucking do. Or, like, sometimes we feel trapped because we've invested so much time into something. And once you've invested time into something, it feels like you have to see it through No, you don't. If it's no longer resonating with you and you no longer want to do it, you don't have to do it. Hey, you know, I don't really like this or hey, I really don't enjoy that, you know, this about this. We can problem solve our lives and change it. And that's really fucking cool. And it's very scary. And there's a lot of feelings of maybe scared, being scared or guilt or whatever the, whatever it may be, you know, but don't let that stop you. You got it. You're like, you always just have to remind yourself, like, look where I came from. Look where I'm at now. Look at the things that I've handled in the past and look how amazing I've done with this. I've been able to figure it out up until this point. And I'm going to be able to keep on being able to problem solve and figure things out. And I think that's very inspiring that as humans, we can do those type of things and completely drastically change our lives like a 180. Like recently, I've been thinking, I was like, you know, really what is stopping me from, you know, other than a visa, like I really do want to move and go to other countries right now uh, of what's stopping me is a job and a visa and figuring my shit out, which, you know, that comes with time, but I could move to Costa Rica in a month and just figure it out there. What's stopping me from doing that instead of staying here. Anyways, I'll get into some of this later, but I was talking about this about, um, I'm going to be vulnerable about what I'm going through in my life and the, the scared feelings that I'm having, the guilty feelings that I'm having, the, you know, I have no idea what's going in life feelings that is happening. And I think that a lot of people at my age, at least, are going through this or people that decide that they want to make a big change in their life feel this way. So, so occupational wellness, I think I gave it a six or seven. Something that I could do better is continue to try new things and see what resonates with me. It's scary, but I'm coming to peace with it's going to be all right. And we're smart people. You're so smart. Social wellness, I'm going to give it an eight. You know, there's some relationships in my life that I can't always keep up with. I'm a person that enjoys a lot of time by myself and I only have time for so much. And I've been able to deepen my connections with others. I feel good about that. Relationships really do make us as humans. Like it's, yeah, it's so good to spend time by ourselves, 
but it's like the relationships and the people in our life that really make it. And that's something that I'm going to share. So I've been thinking about moving and I really want to move. And I know that like with the goals and the dreams and the things that I want to accomplish in my life and say, I did that, a move is required. But for me, and this, you know, not that you care, but to be vulnerable. But for me, one thing that's scary is that a lot of you know, if you've listened to previous episodes or if you know me personally, that I don't really have a family. And when I first came to college, I was completely by myself. I was in a new city. I didn't have any support system. I didn't have a community. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything. Like, I I mean, I had no one. And I was going through some very, very trialing things all by myself. And I've gotten to the point now where I've lived in this city. I live in Indianapolis for the past four years now. Well, four and a half, five years almost. And I've built a community. I've built friendships that are deep and people that I can rely on and that I can support on. And I've been thinking about for my personal growth and things that I want to accomplish, I have to move. And it's scary to think about, I'm going to have to go somewhere. And if you guys ever decide to move, we're going to have to move places and we're not going to have anyone and we're not going to have a support system and it is going to feel scary and we're going to have to deal with those feelings. Things are going to be all right. You know, and something that I've had to reassure myself about, reassuring yourself of your strengths, maybe writing down what you're good at, what makes you a good person or what makes you an interesting person. Because something for me, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to find people or whatever. And it does take a time to build deep, meaningful connections. It happens over time. It happens with consistency in everybody. And let me tell you this really quick. In case you didn't know it, in any relationship that you're going through, you deserve consistency. Consistency makes everything about a relationship. And even with me, I'm not consistent with some of my relationships, but you have to prioritize some relationships over others or where you see the relationship going. But I'm going to tell you this. And if a person isn't consistent with you, you know, that's not your person. That's not your people. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to be your person or be your people. But I just want to let you know is that you're deserving of consistency. You're deserving of those relationships and you're going to find those relationships. Um, And you know, As I am preparing for a move and worried about finding friendships when I don't have a strong, um, you know, family tie, I don't have a strong familial background, it is scary to think, hey, if I'm lost, if I'm on the side of the road, my car breaks down or my fridge breaks and I don't have anywhere to put my, like just stupid shit. I don't know. Like where you need to rely on other people and you need a system. And if you don't have currently a strong community or you don't have a strong support system, start reaching out to the people that you know that you kind of like. Start putting yourself in positions where you're going to meet other people. Go to the park at the same time every day. Go to the coffee shop at the same time every day. It doesn't have to be something that involves money. I mean, it can if you want to join an art class or, um, a team where you're playing, what is it called? Like co, co collegiate sports where you like play sports or something with random strangers every week. Things like that that, you know, do cost money. But you can do other things where you're meeting new people and finding your people. And a lot of the people that I met that are in my support system, I met through other people or I met through school or I met through something that I was doing. And that's, that's really important. You're not going to, you shouldn't expect to sit on your ass and be able to meet your people. Like you, you have to get out of your house. You have to go do shit. So anyways, um, and I, I always even, okay, so that was long social wellness. 
I would say my social wellness is, yeah, like eight or nine, eight or nine, you know, it's going to change and that'll probably be like go down to a four wherever I decide to move, but I know that I'll get through it. And if you're going through it, you'll get through it too. Um, emotional wellness. I would say that I'm at an eight last week. I could have said that I was at maybe a five. Oh, time some for some more vulnerability here, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been going through a lot just with myself and personal growth. I've been going through so much growth. It's like insane. But I feel like, you know, something that I think about with emotional wellness is our hearts. And this goes back to being vulnerable. And I'm going to take a tangent on vulnerability here is because I think it has a lot to do with emotional wellness is that I think a lot of us struggle being vulnerable with other people, with friendships, with romantic relationships, with family members, because we're, there's a lot, I think, of feelings of rejection, of I'm scared, they're not going to understand, um, what if they don't get it? What if they think this is crazy? There's like all these what if questions with being vulnerable or like, oh, this is so personal. And you know, I think that we have to create a space with other people in our emotional wellness where it's safe. And you know, you don't want to be vulnerable with everybody and that makes sense. But if somebody, you and another person, there has to be a space created where you're feeling emotionally safe this person makes you feel like hey it's okay to be yourself they're not judging you if you do something or if you like something that they don't like and you know sometimes I think about like how do I differentiate when somebody makes me feel emotionally safe to be vulnerable because that doesn't happen often honestly and I'm a very open person. I'm a very vulnerable person. I, I do genuinely keep my heart open. And I think that's a key is to keep our hearts open to not be, not let that fear and that hurt and people that have hurt you in the past, let you close yourself off to the point where you can't be vulnerable with other people, or you don't want to be vulnerable with other people because we're not going to get those deep connections with people and feel safe with people unless we do that. Sometimes I think about like, what is it that makes me feel safe with a person? Do they share something? Do they say something? And I think just something that you feel because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm like talking to people and I'm like, oh, they're cool, but I don't feel safe with them, you know? And I think that's just something you have to intuitively pick up on is that, hey, this person makes me feel safe. Hey, this person sees me. And maybe not. Maybe this is something that I change and grow my mind on, or maybe that I haven't really explored too much that I need to but um I you know last week I was going through some harder things and a lot of uh, feelings of confusion feelings of hurt and I you know it makes like especially when you're talking about friendships I feel like or romantic relationships where you're like I'm gonna be you know what I and I want to deepen this bond with this person and I'm going to be vulnerable with them and I'm going to tell them how I feel or something that I've gone through or something that I'm looking forward to or some good news because telling people good news is being vulnerable because again, most people don't want to hear good news. So if you feel safe enough with somebody to tell them good news or good things that are going on in your life, that's being really vulnerable. And you know, 
if you're you have your you have a relationship with somebody, a friend, a romantic interest, a family member, and they you don't get the reaction that you want out of that person, or if that person's not interested, it doesn't mean to not be vulnerable with other people. It doesn't mean to close that self off. It just means that hey, you know what? I tested something. I was willing to be vulnerable and deepen this, my connection with somebody. You know. I didn't get the reaction that I wanted and that what I was expecting, they didn't recuperate that energy. That's okay. And you know what? You look at that person and you say, all right, I understand now. And then you, you pull away from that person. You don't continue to put yourself, continue to be vulnerable until this person shows you otherwise. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let previous relationships or previous experiences that you go through to be like, okay, well, I'm just done. I'm not going to be vulnerable with anybody anymore because this person hurt me or I was vulnerable with this one person and they decided they no longer liked me I, or, or they didn't just understand or whatever it is, whatever the reason is. There could be several hundreds of reasons of what happened or what the reasons are. But don't let that stop you from being vulnerable because... Again, I think a lot of people our age, I think a lot of us struggle with being vulnerable, deepening connections, and forming really meaningful connections. Um, So yeah, that's emotional wellness. That got way too deep. Spiritual wellness, I'm going to say I'm actually at a nine. I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so in tune with myself. I've been so intuitive. I have been gentle with myself. I have been graceful with my feelings. I have been graceful with, you know my time with how I'm spending my time, how, where I'm at in my life, what I want to do with my life. I'm not judging myself. And this is another thing. I feel like we judge ourselves so much. You don't need to be judging yourself. You got, you wanted to quit your job. Don't fucking judge yourself. You, what, what the fuck ever is happening in your life? Don't fucking judge it. Just look at it and say, allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to actually, this is something that I've recently learned that I've had a really hard time with, is um, feeling my feelings. I can logically think about my feelings and look at them from afar, logically make sense of it all. It makes sense why I could be feeling a certain way. It makes sense why this happened. It makes sense this. I logically have thought about my feelings and have learned the importance of feeling my feelings, crying it out, sobbing feelings out to let it release. A lot of us, I also feel like, not all, not all, I have a lot of friends that fucking cry all the time, but even having angry feelings and wanting to scream or kick or having really joyous, happy feelings, some of us struggle with allowing ourselves to feel things. Like, allow yourself to giggle, allow yourself to dance, allow yourself to kick a tree allow yourself to punch a pillow when you're angry or scream allow yourself to fucking sob when something hurts and not just be like allow yourself to fucking feel it really one thing that my therapist that you know I'm not a therapist I'm just telling you that what I went what she has been helping me with is that we'll be thinking about a situation that's been bothering me or that I'm going through and then I'll think about what where in my body does that hurt is that my chest is it my stomach and then really trying to tap into 
how does that feel? And then talking through that. And even when I'm by myself at home and I'm like doing stuff, I'm trying to allow myself to really get in tune with my body when I'm like, oh my God, my feelings are so hurt by this. This person hurt me or this situation hurt me. And then I'm like, okay, where in my body does this hurt? Where do I physically feel it? Okay. I'm feeling it in my chest. I'm feeling it in my stomach. And then I focus on that. And then I'm talking through the situation and allowing myself. And one thing for me that's been helping is, um, music. Music has been helping me feel because sometimes for people like myself, I don't know if you're anything like me or not, but if it's harder to feel things, it's been really like helpful for me when I have music that resonates or makes me feel a certain emotion like recently I've been wanting to feel really happy and joyous in life and this is another thing that when I think about future me I was just talking about this is like when it goes back to spirituality since we're on the sense of spirituality is that when you think of your future self some I've always I keep hearing online that like how does your future self live? You know, what is what do they do? Write down every single day what this person would do. You know, what are what are their likes, their dislikes, and how are they feeling? Because how you physically feel can really change your emotion. And like sometimes I don't like when I hear online they're like you need to focus on feeling good all the time. I don't think that's true. And I don't think that if you feel bad, that means you're going to be attracting bad things into your life or you're going to be attracting negativity in your life because I think that it's just this ever-flowing energy that we go we feel good we feel bad we feel all these things but that doesn't mean that's what we're attracting but when I think of my future self thinking of the things that I want and I'm writing it down and I'm trying to envision in my brain what I look like what I'm doing I will turn on a music and recently if you guys haven't I don't know what the fuck Beyonce put in this song but cuff it I have had that song because I've been really like, you know, I'm like feeling, I'm allowing myself to feel down. I'm allowing myself to feel sad. I'm allowing myself to feel scared and then letting those feelings pass and then saying, okay, I felt it. Now what? The song Cuff It by Beyonce, that shit is making me move out of my, I've just been looping that shit, yelling the song to the top of my lungs, dancing, singing, bopping my little head around town. People have probably been seeing like, I'm not surprised if, you know, I've just literally been dancing on sidewalks and screaming and I look like I could, again, be, I'm like, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, baby, yeah, Ooh. and just, yeah, feeling that shit in, but I think that's important to think about, like, okay, I'm feeling this way and then moving forward, how do I want to feel, how does future me want to feel, and then being like, wow, I am really happy, I'm dancing, I'm singing, I can feel the energy moving through my body, anyways, so spirituality, I'm going to say nine or 10 and something that I could continue to do to focus on my spirituality, I think is, or something that I could do to get better. I think I need to do more affirmations. I think I need to get more conscious with my future and myself maybe. Um, Cause I, I think I'm pretty conscious about it, but I, th- I think that it's something that I'm feeling insecure about right now a little bit. So I want to really focus on that in, in a spiritual way and make myself feel things and you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, intellectual wellness. Um, I guess this is like education. Um, I'm not doing too well with this. Actually, I would say that I'm at a seven. I feel okay. I'm not reading enough books. I'm not listening to enough podcasts. And I don't know about you guys really quick though is something that I was thinking about is that, um, I can't believe I've been talking for 30 minutes and we're just doing a check-in, but whatever, this is about 
vulnerability, authenticity, being ourselves, being a bad bitch, being a hottie, being sexy, free-flowing energy. But intellectual and wellness, I have not, I go through these phases, like, for two years straight, I did not, like, I used to listen to music every fucking day, all day. I was always, like, finding new music. Like, it was my thing. It was my passion. It was my soul from, like, 18 to 20. And then from 20 to 22, all I did was listen to podcasts. All I was listening to was podcasts, personal growth, true crime, funny podcasts, whatever the fuck. But I have not been reading really any books. I haven't been listening to any podcasts. I I don't know, but I've been like learning new skills. I've been learning about myself and intellectualizing my thoughts and myself. So I guess that could be a little better. So I guess um, to bring that up a point, I could... Um, again, learn a new skill. Physical wellness, I'm going to give a six. I've been eating like shit. I'm going to be honest. I don't like cooking. I made the first meal that I've made, I think in three months the other day. And I've been walking a lot to, again, allow myself to feel, get in tune with myself. So I think, I don't know, I feel good about it. I don't really like working out, working out, like hard workouts. I don't, some people really like the hit workouts. Like I know the bitches who love a good Pilates class. I used to do um, bar classes all the time and hit workouts and I all that shit. And I feel like I'm somebody who likes slower movement workouts. That was disgusting. Did you hear that? It was like, <laughs> slow. anyways, slower movement workouts. I'm just listening to my body and my body's not saying workout. So I'm not working out. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but it's how I work. Environmental wellness. Um, I'm not doing too well with this either. I don't like where I'm living. I mean, it's okay. I'm fine with it. I'm, I learn to love and adapt to any environment that I'm in, and I think we all do. I mean, that's another thing. I was listening to a guy speak. I just said I wasn't doing well with intellectual wellness, but here I am. A guy was talking about, you know, you want to grow, you want to change, you want to level up. You need to fucking move. Because you, humans are forced to grow and adapt anytime they move to a new location. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm so scared. Especially, like, if I move abroad, if I move to a different country where not only is it, like, a new everything, like, new friendships, new environment, you know, finding, finding your spot, your people. But if I move to a new culture, there might be language barriers. There might be cultural differences, like things like, I mean, even in the United States, I think there's cultural differences from state to state because every state is like a different country, essentially. Like the cultures are very different from each other. Indiana banned abortions. So that's not doing too hot. Republicans are fucking rampant here. I'm not attracted to a lot of people here. I know that's like not important and I'm not focusing on men anyway ways um so yeah not too well you got to adapt to your environment I feel like I'm doing fine I, I still learn to love wherever I'm at ah, and then financial wellness I'm not bringing in it well that's not completely true I'm not, I just don't have a job so financial wellness I don't know a seven or eight I'm doing just fine without one but I definitely want to yeah I mean I feel fine with it I'm not stressed I think the past me was really stressed about money again if you ever listened to some of the first episodes broke ass bitch I talked about how I literally was so fucking poor where I literally couldn't even afford tampons or pads for months I was going to food pantries I was a resourceful as fuck though that's another thing we learn, we grow, we're resourceful. Humans are resourceful. You're resourceful. You'll figure it out. If you have a husband and six children and you're scared to leave, it might not be, it's not going to be fucking easy. It's definitely not going to be fucking easy. But we as humans, 
We're problem solvers. We're resourceful. We figure things out. It's what we do constantly, every day. I have to shit. The problem is I have to shit. The resource, a toilet and a toilet paper. Where's the nearest one? We are constantly problem solving, even simple shit. You know, we're going to figure it out. We're all going to figure it out. So financial wellness, something to get better is to get a fucking job. Um, but I'm not too stressed about it. Oh, this is what I was talking about. Scarcity. I don't know. Like, I think that a lot of people struggle with money, especially like, at least I can't speak for every country. And I realize that we have 32 people listening, like 32 different people, 32 different countries of people that listen to this podcast, which I'm so mind boggled by that because how the fuck who like Bolivia, who the fuck is listening from Bolivia? I don't understand that. That I, I don't understand it. I guess I'm not going to try to understand it. But um, anyways, at least in America, I feel like a lot of people, and you know what? I can speak. I think all young people across the world are struggling. Um, wages have stayed the same essentially from 2000, the year 2000, but inflation has increased like what, 40%. Um, so people in their 20s and 30s are really at a disadvantage. That's the thing too, is like, why am I going to work my ass off? You expect me to work 60 hours a week for some bullshit money? No, I would rather work at a fucking coffee shop and have my peace and eat a fucking croissant and chocolate and my Nutella and strawberries at night and have a peaceful fucking life than to be stressing myself over about a job where the CEO gets to travel the world year round and I'm stressed out about paying my rent fuck no fuck you get fucked in your ass not doing it period anyways okay so that's the check-in I wrote down a note though is like everybody wants to be their authentic self but you don't want to be vulnerable I think that in order to continue to be your authentic self you have to be vulnerable this goes back to the point of being vulnerability be and you we think of vulnerability it is a risk we risk being hurt we risk losing a connection we risk not having this something recuperated the energy recuperated we risk there's risk we're really putting ourselves at a risk but we're doing it in order to think about the intention of this and what it it will bring you because you're being vulnerable it's scary but it's a risk same thing with love When we open ourselves up to love and connection, we're risking our heart. We're risking being hurt. But think of the rewards that come with love. Think of the rewards that come from a deep connection with other people. This is why I say I love love. I get my heart broken very easily. But at the same time, I love a lot of people and I love very deeply and I'm willing to take the risk of being heartbroken and hurt in order for the chance of being having love and the people that I have in my life. Like some of my best friends that I have, we have a connection so strong because we both put ourselves at risk. And sometimes you both can put yourself at risk and a connection doesn't work out. And that's okay too. Like sometimes your people just aren't your people. And I think something that I struggled with a really long time is that I had friends that I was vulnerable with and got each other, but the energy just wasn't the same. And that's okay. And I think something I struggled with was like understanding that and finding your people because it takes a really long time, I feel like, to find your people. And especially when you're young and in your 20s. I think that there's this stress that we need to have all these friends and we need to have, you know, we can feel sad if we don't. But like, I don't know, like for me, I'm not too worried about having like a ton of friends. I just want to, and now I do, but having two to three people that you can rely on and have a deep forming connection with, 
having friends is like dating. You need to consistently be dating people and going out with people, friendships, if you want to make friends. Anyways, sometimes I feel like, you know, we talk about different people bring different things out of you and that's true, but also being authentic in the way of sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that or maybe I shouldn't do that because this person and I don't know how they're going to take it. And I don't know how they're going to feel if I show up being my authentic self. And what I have to say to that is you being your authentic self and just being yourself, doing what you love, saying what resonates with you and what's true to you, showing up how you want to show up even on the internet, being your authentic self is going to attract the right people into your life. Being your authentic self is going to attract the relationships that you want in your life. And you're going to be attracting relationships that are meant for you and people that are meant for you. So I just always encourage, just be your authentic self. Say and do what makes sense for you. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. But again, it's can again, just get comfortable with being yourself. That even goes for talking to yourself, being comfortable sitting in your own skin. You're going to attract people that you want in your life. They're going to come. You guys are going to attract each other like magnets. Speaking of this though, I have a friend. Oh my God. Let me tell you guys the story. I have a friend and she was talking to this guy. This kind of comes in with like vulnerability and like, and it's so crazy. But her and this guy, um, he lives in a different country and they were getting to know each other. They were talking for like a while, like daily they were doing all this stuff. They were FaceTiming like all the time. And he was staying up to like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. his time on FaceTime with her. He, they were talking about like f- the families they wanted, how many kids that they would have, like, like essentially kind of dating. And then boom, out of nowhere. I mean, they're getting really close. They're like, like, I mean, even like I was seeing this shit and I was like, wow, like this is exciting. Like, who knew like the effort that this man is putting in you guys are being so vulnerable with each other this is amazing we were chatting the other day and she goes hey so and so by the way we haven't talked in like a week and I was like oh or weeks or whatever like just nothing and obviously like you know you can kind of tell when people are like pulling away or they're not interested in you in, in you anymore and let me just say this really quick if somebody can go 24 hours or even let alone a whole week without talking to you. Ladies, men, if you're talking to somebody, this goes for both sexes, and you don't hear from them, and you can tell that the energy has changed, they're not interested in you anymore. And that's okay, but sometimes it's not always clear, especially when you've been vulnerable with somebody, or somebody tells you, somebody can tell you flat out, hey, I like you a lot. Hey, this is meaningful doesn't mean that it always stays that way things change and if you and you're if you're wondering like hey I don't know about this again give the 24 hour to week rule if somebody can go a whole week without talking to you they're not interested in you or they're not looking for the same things or they don't they they found something out about you and they don't like about you that's totally fine but if you're wondering and you're like I don't know should I reach out to this person I don't know if they like me like I really like them blah 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 no, honey. No, sweetie. They do not like you. They are no longer interested. Something changed. They found somebody else. They aren't ready for it. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. So the, he he doesn't reach out to her for a week. 
and then we're talking the other day and she was like she was like kind of not worried because they weren't like dating but they were getting to know each other and it was very intimate it was very vulnerable and she goes you know we haven't talked in a while and like he was going out with this girl all the time he was like we're just friends like it's totally fun totally show he's like she was like it's none of my business you know we're not technically dating whatever and so you know a week goes by nothing another week goes by nothing and she updates me and I was like so how are you feeling about it like are you sad are you down bad and she was like honestly I for some reason I don't know why I'm really at peace with it I'm really not you know I'm not really sad about it or whatever so she tells me she's like by the way um update on so and so you know we haven't spoken in a couple weeks update um she was like, he changed his WhatsApp profile picture to him and this girl and they're dating now. And I was just like, oh my God, because this man, like she was not even, even initiating this like vulnerable talks. Like he was initiating all this like vulnerability and closeness and saying like shit about a family and kids and like just like crazy bizarre shit that you wouldn't say to somebody if you weren't like interested in them or whatever the fuck like I was just like and I was like oh my god you literally got you made it out so scot-free you were so lucky with that because you know that man was talking to this woman at the same time that you guys were talking and the fact that he was so intimate with you and staying up on the phone till 6 a.m talking to you and then like within two weeks he's in like a solid like committed relationship like saying that this is my girlfriend it just goes to show that like men will clown you and like you just cannot like it's so hard and this is where I say like it's so hard to like be vulnerable and trust people like in this situation luckily like this is a friend of mine like handled it like a fucking pro dude and she's like yeah honestly I'm not that bothered by it but whatever but it's just like men and people will truly clown you till no end and it is just like this it makes sense why people don't want to be vulnerable or don't want to open themselves back up to love but I just want to share this because like this is a a prime example of like that could have really hurt and that could have made a lot of sense why somebody would be hurt by something like this I mean well kind of I mean I feel like it would have been different if they were like actually dating but anyways like goes to show do not block yourself off to being vulnerable or love because of you know, somebody else's actions, because what somebody else does, or what somebody else decides to do, it really has nothing to do with you. Even if they flat out say, I don't like XYZ about you, what they don't like you has absolutely nothing to do with you, and everything to do with them and their reality and their perceptions and what they're looking for or what they want or what they don't, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just going to tell you that because sometimes people, not me, not me though. You could never catch me slipping. (laughs) Um, I'm saying like some people will take these things and be like, oh my God, like it's me. It's all me. They don't like me because no, baby, do not question your self-worth and what you bring to the table. It has everything to do with anybody else. Um, But this, this makes me think of like men clowning you. One of my relationships, I had like had been in a solid relationship with a person. And I would never do this today. Like I would, you would never catch, well, I'm not going to ever say never because you never know. Like I could definitely have crazy spurts and whatever. But this was like back when Instagram would let you see when men would like pictures. And (laughs) you know what? I don't even care because whoever I end up with, like, 
they're just gonna love me for me and being my authentic self period but um you know I, I say never but like I probably would just to be like a nosy as fuck um I was dating this guy and you know we're saying we're in a relationship we are posting each other on Instagram and like if I'm posting somebody on Instagram it's real like my me I'm never posting somebody I'm like you put a gun to my fucking head before I post somebody on Instagram I have to either be immensely in love with somebody or put against my will before I post somebody on Instagram. And it was to the point where I was posting this person on Instagram. So like I was in love and we're taking a little weekend trip together. We're doing a little trip together. We're having lots of fun and I am, we're like taking turns playing songs and I'm on his phone and I'm just like, I'm just going to go to Instagram to see what's up here because this is like my boo now. And he was liking pictures of like naked women on Instagram. And some people would be like, oh, I'm not bothered by that. The fuck you shouldn't be, bitch. I'm not out here. Like it, like again, it's not that you're insecure, but I'm not about to have any man making me look like a fucking clown, a fucking clown to other people because that woman sees that. And then she's like, isn't this man in a relationship? Why the fuck is he liking my naked ass picture online? Because even for me now, what's even more scary, not scary, like this just goes to show like you, again, you know, I should have seen that and just been like the fuck, but you know, you live, you learn. I would never tolerate that behavior this day. Just never. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, they will fucking clown you, make you look like a fucking fool. Like who am I? Like making me look like a fucking circus clown right now. Um, because now Instagram stories, you can like Instagram stories now. And oh my God, this is something I wanted to talk about is you post a thirst trap. It's not necessarily a thirst trap because the other day I was feeling so beautiful and so sexy, sexy. And yeah, I wanted to share. I want to share the appreciation. I like not to sound like a narcissist, but again, you, when I see some of my friends or people post on Instagram and they look sexy as fuck and just feeling themselves, I love that shit. And I like the fuck out of that shit. So anyways, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling beautiful. I'm feeling sexy. I'm feeling like, oh, girly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post it. And you know, it was sex. It was a sexy picture, but I saw another girl post something about this is like, some people are going to sexualize you and some people are going to see you as art. And that's so true. I want to be seen as sexy art though. <laughs> um, no, but I, it was a sexy picture I put on my Instagram story and I have very like guy friends that I would consider good. I mean, you can't really have guy friends. Like I'm not going to hang out with these guys one-on-one. That's just not going to fucking happen. No, I, people who say that shit are out of their fucking mind. Well, I don't know because there's been, well, I, it depends. It truly depends because there are some guys that I would hang out with, but it really, it truly depends. So these guy friends that I've had though, um, are liking my Instagram stories that have long-term girlfriends. And I'm sitting there like, why the fuck are you? Why the fuck are you liking my Instagram stories for? I see you. I don't fucking trust you. Now you're off the trust list. Disgusting behavior. Because now, even if you got into your man's phone or your girlfriend's phone and you wanted to go see, they could be liking Instagram stories. And that's, again, you just have to fucking know the person that you're dating or the person that you're with. People will fucking clown you. That shit is so disgusting behavior. I see that shit and I'm fucking repulsed. 
ew. And then today, ew, oh my God. Somebody messaged me on Instagram. This is what I'm talking about. Like men are just so fucking disgusting and repulsive at times. Like I'm just to the point that I'm not just like actively going to continue to put myself out. Not right now at least. But somebody swiped up on my Instagram story and they were like, uh, what did they say? Oh, they were like, yeah, I'm just like so horny tonight. The fuck? Ew, who the fuck says that to somebody? I don't fucking really even know you and the fuck does that have to do with me? Ew, disgusting behavior. Get out of here, you disgusting little rodent rat. I don't even like you. I don't even know you. What the fuck does, why are you telling me this? Ew, no. If you want to fucking send some shit like that, you might as well send a $500 cash app with it because I'm disgusted now. Ew. Really quick though, this, I want to go back to relationships. I want to talk this, I know we're almost at an hour. Jesus Christ. But it talks about authenticity. I really want us to learn how to be our most authentic selves and being ourselves. But something I want to say with is that um, men who are insecure with how they look, they will have a wandering eye and they will cheat. And let me just say this. Like sometimes we're like, sometimes it's disgusting when a man is overly confident. Like I love a confident man. I do not love a cocky man. I do not want a man that I know it's so stupid but a man that knows he's sexy and then like post shit knowing that he's sexy you it repulses me I don't know what the fuck to say I don't even date sexy men honestly like convention I do not like conventionally attractive people I don't know what it is like I just don't like I like my men a little bit ugly like it's like a diamond in the rough type shit for me and I know that's a little fucked up but it's like I want him to be a little ugly I don't know so anyways um But if they're a seven at best and they grew up insecure, once they get a beautiful woman with an amazing personality or a woman that's resourceful or a woman that's funny, it makes them, it brings up their social status. It brings them up a level. They will use a smart, good-looking, funny woman for their social status. They get temporarily validation from dating somebody that's from dating somebody or pulling someone that's hotter than them but they'll eventually need that reoccurring validation from somewhere else so you could be a 10 out of 10 hot amazing personality funny goofy weird you have you're making good money you're you have it all even if you don't have it all and you have like you're just hotter than them the fact that you're bringing up their social status just even a little bit is giving them validation like, ooh, look what I can pull. And then eventually they're like, oh, I'm still, this inner, this insecurity that I have is still within and I still feel like I'm ugly and I still have these insecurities. They're going to want it from somewhere else and they're going to have a wandering eye and they might cheat or they might be like not giving you their all because they aren't confidently in themselves. And this is where I go back again. You can't be with somebody who's insecure. You can't be friends with people who are insecure. But update on regular life. And this is another thing. Oh my God. So one of my other friends, I had a friend though too with this guy. Oh my God, I forgot about this. I forgot she told me this. I literally was so shook when she told me this. She went out on a date with an older man, like six or seven years older, not that much older. An older man, he has a house. He has a full-time job. I think he had a couple cars. Not that like that matters, but and that's another thing. I like really, I was thinking about, I was making a list of like the things out of a person that I would want today. And like, honestly, like money really does not matter. I think ambition matters more than how somebody, it, like their current situation, unless they're like in their thirties or forties where they're like really down bad. But like, if I'm dating somebody now, like I really don't feel like the amount of money you make 
is too important as long as you have like ambition to make more money or ambitious to do your own thing or something like that. But anyways, so she's dating this guy, but they're going to a like a hockey game or something like they're going to a sporting event. They're going off to a shop like there's shops and like the sporting arena and he's going to buy another jersey and it's like a hundred dollar jersey. This man asked her to Venmo him $35. This is the first date, mind you. He asked her to Venmo him $35 to go on this date with him for the ticket that he paid for them to go on the date. What the fuck? Oh my God. Disgusting fucking behavior. Speaking of, also, I talked about this on my Instagram story the other day. Oh my God. I'm going to talk about a time, guys, I literally thought I had a miscarriage. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on in my life. It was probably because like I, when it was the summer and like the times that I was taking my birth control was off because of the time changes and stuff. But my period, like my first period when I was abroad, like living in Italy that I had, it came two weeks early and it lasted for literally two weeks. Usually your period lasts for like four days, not 14 days. And like before I was on birth control, I think I've talked about this before. I had like a really horrific, bad periods, like really, really bad, really, really heavy, painful, couldn't move, couldn't do anything periods. So I got on birth control, whatever. So I'm on my period and I'm on a train to France. Like, I don't know, like I had sex, like I think a month and a half or two months before this. So I'm on a train. This is like the 10th, it was like the, I think like the 13th day that I was on my period and I was like, didn't even bring any pads or tampons with me because I was like, there's no way I'm going to continue to bleed. I've been bleeding for like 12 days. It's starting to like lighten up finally, not be that heavy. I should not need anything. So I'm sitting on the train and you know, sometimes as a woman, you feel like the wetness in your underwear or you can feel like you can feel the wetness it coming out or it being there or you're, you're, you're in your underwear or whatever. So I'm just sitting there enjoying my time on my phone, listening to music, going, scrolling through social media, whatever. And I'm like, you know, this must just be pussy juice. Like, you know, I'm just wet. And I get up to go to the bathroom and I look at the seat and I look at my pants and they are, I'm not even making this shit up. There's like a pool of blood. I do not know how I did not feel it. Sitting in this, I am mortified. There's other people on this train. And I look at my pants and I'm not kidding you, a gigantic circle of blood just sitting, like meshed all in my pants. I'm wearing like light linen pants. I go to the bathroom. I had a hoodie with me. I mean, I feel like I'm 12 years old again, tying a hoodie around my waist because I don't know what else I'm going to do. And so at this point, I'm like, why the fuck? This is 13 days of me bleeding. Am I having a miscarriage? Because my period has come early. I had sex like a month and a half ago or two months ago. Like, is this a like a miscarriage? Like, I don't know. Could it be? Because you know how sometimes like as women, you're looking and like blood clots will come out of your vagina and I'm like inspecting some of them and I'm like, is this a baby or is this muscle tissue? Is this just a blood clot? Like I'm like so confused at this point. Like did I just have a miscarriage or is this just a heavy period? And I'm like Google searching and this is a time here when I'm in America I was like on a train to France, but in America, Roe versus Wade was being overturned so people can't get abortions. And so I'm like even scared to Google search like how to know if you've had a miscarriage. What is a miscarriage? When are when does miscarriages typically happen? And I'm texting 
the person that I had had sex with, like, I, I felt very safe with this person. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm so confused. I'm so scared. I don't know if I've just had a miscarriage. I'm scared to Google search it. And I'm even scared to send text mess. And this is where it was getting really real and like very personal for me when like this whole abortion thing is getting overturned because I was like, they're, they're talking online. Like don't, don't use Google searches because you can get convicted if you've had a miss because they're even putting women in prison and in jail for forcing a miscarriage but it's like how do you even force a miscarriage I don't even fucking know and it's like you could go to jail for that shit now so now I'm scared I have no idea if I can google search it I don't even know so I, I decide to google search it just I'm like I'm like what the fuck is going on with my pussy what's going on with my body is there anything that I needed to do I don't think that I did have one I think that I just had a really heavy flow and my body was adjusting but as soon as I got off of the train I went straight to a pharmacy I bought like pregnancy tests and then I went straight to my Airbnb I took the pregnancy test I waited and I think that like I don't know because there was a time that last summer this not this pat like summer of 2021 oops I had a really, really, really bad period where I was like fainting and passing out. So I had to go to the doctor and she was like, are you sure you didn't have a miscarriage? I was like, I did not have a miscarriage. I haven't even been really having sex. There's no fucking way I had a miscarriage. And she made me take a blood test. She's like, because a regular pregnancy test wouldn't show if you did, but we'll take a blood test. And it came back that I wasn't pregnant and she's a bitch. And I was like, I know that I'm, I wasn't pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Something else is good. Fuck doctors. Anyways, fuck doctors. I can't stand doctors. Um, no, so I took a pregnancy test though, and I'm not even sure that it would show if I was pregnant, but again, I did not think that I was pregnant at all, but the pregnancy test back, came back and said that I wasn't pregnant, and this is another thing, like, what trying times, like, what if I was, and what if, like, I I don't know, like, I just think about those things, and it's just kind of scary, and just kind of like, what the fuck? This podcast is called All Out because we talk about everything and it's not always rainbow glitz, sunshine and glitter. I've said that before. Sometimes we need to get real. Sometimes we need a little check in with ourselves and sometimes we need to be a little bit vulnerable and we need to stay authentic and we need to open our hearts up and, you know, live, laugh, learn to love um, give this podcast a five-star review to overcount the fucking bitches that left one-star reviews. Ew, you nasty whore. Who does that? Who leaves a one-star review? Ew, grandma. So go leave a five-star review. You can leave it and then put pussy poppin love you and yeah. And you can also on the website, I'm going to be redoing the website just to give you guys an update. You can still share stories there. I know that you guys share stories in my dms but if there's something specifically you want me to talk about go put it through the website there's a there's a there's a tab for you to share your story or share a idea or whatever and i think my website's all out with aja.com love ya bye